0: Patrick, um, I really like the topics this week on the podcast. Where, uh, you know, I actually want to talk about that Emily Oster from the Atlantic article you shared. That was really good.
1: Yeah. So, first, we just spent 10 minutes trying to figure out the technical um, headset. I couldn't hear you.
0: I know, but you know what? I feel like that you actually every should. Week. We do this every week. <laughs> you should be proud, though. You like troubleshooted your own headset. And then we're like back on track. That was you pretty know, good.
1: Only nine minutes later. <laughs> nine minutes later.
0: <laughs> All good. What's going on, Patrick? How's
1: life? Uh, it's good. It's good. You know, we're, uh, I mean, are we, I guess we're going to talk about mass again today. We should talk about a few other things for sure. There's a lot going on. Uh, Russia's invading Ukraine right now. Uh, looks like there's going to be additional sanctions, hopefully, today, because. Uh, what Biden said last night was less than impressive. Uh, gas prices are probably going to hit $7, they're saying, in the summer.
0: Oh, well, d- well, it will definitely do that out here in California. I mean, I- here in L.A., it is $5 a gallon in Los Angeles. It is yeah, so close I- to $100 to fill up our uh, SUV. So there you go.
1: So inflation's through the roof. <clears throat> gas prices are going to hit 7 Russia's invading Ukraine. Um, and the Republicans are going to cruise in the midterms and take over the House and the Senate. Woo. Um, <laughs> okay, that's a lot. That's a lot. All right. No, I mean, listen. I was. Did you see Bill Maher over the weekend? I did. You know, now I religiously watch. Yeah, I yeah, love so Bill good. Maher. He's so good. He's you so know, good. He, just, he gets it. That woman he had on, well, like that—that's the problem with that thought. You know, their thought process is just—it's not—it's not based in really what's going on. Like, well, don't
0: you, don't you think though? I mean, come on. You and I work—I mean, you work in actual journalism, but I work in entertainment. I mean,
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> well, I mean, work, you're not the I, journalist, I, but <laughs> I, I work—I work with journalists. <laughs> yeah,
0: you, you work with like legit journalists. Don't you think though they book people like her because of the absurdity? I mean. Uh,
1: the, yeah, of course, of course. She was but, so
0: extreme, right? She's this progressive, progressive who wanted to argue that really the abolitionists, instead of Lincoln, were the ones that freed slavery, and kind of like kept coming back to, well, it was really the abolitionists. And
1: listen, it, that that all may be true, or part, well, part partly true, of course, but 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 the fact that we're canceling Lincoln—that was and, the Bill's point. It was so crazy. So it's it's interesting. You and I don't know if you remember this, but you know, we've been doing this now what almost three years. And I remember like early on we kinda we kinda <laughs> loved... poo-pooed what
0: but... Yeah, keep going. You know you love to I love you always remind me of how I started out the show, extreme liberal. No, no, and no, no. Now...
1: but even keep even going. on this topic, I you I remember you saying or something to the effect that even you thought like you know some of these like idiotic positions and 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 the triggering and the cancel culture and the safe spaces and and you know i had like friends and associates and college. that they, they would one off them like ah that's not a big who cares about that or who can well you know you know what you're seeing now is you're seeing that if you want to call it wokeness progressiveness whatever you want to call it it's out of control, and it's. And I think Bill Maher said it best last night. That part of the party wants to tell you what to think, and if mm-hmm. you don't agree, mm-hmm. they've done a they've done an amazing job putting you in some sort of category. You're misogynist. You're homophobic, transphobic,
0: transphobic racist, you're uh, racist, sexist. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, you're 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 an anti-democracy. You're and listen, we hear a lot about the extreme right, and as we should, the Marjorie Taylor Greens and crazy, you know, that, yeah. That the, the 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 insurrection people who dismiss that Kevin as McCarthy. Some sort I mean, of, yeah. ke- Kevin McCarthy. I mean, Kevin McCarthy. Not our Kevin McCarthy, by the way. <laughs> not your Kevin McCarthy.
0: But I mean, that <laughs> but, you know, that guy's such an asshole who also doesn't believe in the January sixth, you know, um, well, insurrection. Well, yeah, go no, on. I, but I, anyway, no, no, no.
1: I, but listen to your point. It, Both, I think we're starting to finally hear more about the extreme left as much as the extreme right. And yet each does their own harm. And we could debate whether they're equally as severe or impactful or, you know, you know, Well, I think the
0: Republicans, you know, what I think is a little scary is I think the Republicans are great at – um, continuing to highlight whatever it is, critical race theory, uh, cancel culture, um, you know, canceling our, you know, our founding fathers. You know, yeah, I think listen, they're awesome that, at some, that.
1: And some of that is wrong. I mean, listen, I think...
0: Well, it's also politics. Know, I mean, is it wrong yeah. or is it... Stri- it's smart, but hopefully people are able to...
1: Well, listen, if we're only playing politics all the time, then nothing gets done, and I think that's where we're at, to your point. But, you know, There's extremes of each of these and you know it's
0: Yeah, because you and I are in the middle and what is scary is the people like the Kevin McCarthy's and the Mitch McConnells. I mean, you know, they would reverse Roe versus Wade. They and they don't care about the little person, but they've become this party that you know, we're blue collar workers are are gravitating towards because people what people hate about the progressives and Bill Maher hammers every week is like they just they shame you into you have to believe what they believe or else to your point, you're X, Y, Z. And people are tired of that. They they want to be able well, not, to have conversations. They shame you
1: and then they ridicule you, try to cancel you, call Lose you your names. job, lose your company. Yes. If you don't agree. I, listen, I was at a thing over the weekend and. Everyone was so afraid, so afraid. And this was a private setting. So afraid to talk about Leah Thomas, the swimmer at UPenn. Great example. Everyone was so tiptoeing around the issue. You know, they were trying to qualify it with, you know, and it was. But if that was, if you were discussing something on the extreme right, no one would have been tiptoeing. No one. So, you know.
0: Okay. So, what's your theory? Why do you think that is?
1: Because I think that, listen, you're so afraid to touch some of these subjects because you're afraid that they're going to come after you. And then, you know, I'm not talking about us, you know, you or I, but then that these companies won't protect you, that you, you know, they'll just they don't want to, they don't want the wave of, of whatever that is. And, you know, there's no protection. There's no, um, you won't get your article printed. If you're, if you're, you know, if you're a contributor or a writer, you, you know, you'll, you'll get, you'll lose your job from, you know, a a broadcast company or a sports company or whatever, you know, what I don't understand about that issue And we've always said this on this podcast, multiple things can be true. You could not care whatsoever about men and women who transition, who want to identify with the gender they believe they are, the struggles that they go through to acknowledge that and embrace that and, and all of that. But you could also believe that, Someone like Leah Thomas should not be swimming against other women. You could you could believe both.
0: Don't the you prob- think most people are basically of your theory? Mo- most people, not not everyone.
1: I, I, listen, I can't speak for most. Certainly, you guys I- not. Certainly, the Ivy League's not. And you're talking about the great. <clears throat> so supposedly, the greatest education. But does that you know, surprise
0: you? Colleges are always usually yeah, very always extreme liberal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, does that surprise us? No. I mean,
1: that's. So, listen, she's going to go on, most likely, and break Katie Ledecky's NCAA records. And and in two years or three years, it'll be modified. But keep going. Yeah, okay. But that, again, see, I, th- okay. But they probably they're probably your point, there probably but, are various lawsuits. I mean, I'm
0: I'm there's
1: probably yeah, but steps. it shouldn't come to that but but to Bill Maher's point this creates a narrative for the Republicans or the conservatives who are running for political offices or like this is where your country's going. This is what's going to happen. And honestly, it rallies I said this a long time ago. If you win the white suburban moderates You win elections and between the schools closing for as long as they did, between the masking of kids in schools, between the 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 SRO officers being removed from schools. I mean, critical race theory, we could debate whether that's real or not. And, you know, I I think you need to teach history, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But okay, it's something they, you know, whether fabricated or partially fabricated, they became an issue and then you throw these types of issue in it where you know a moderate you know suburban mom has a daughter who's getting you know trying to swim or get a Like it just creates this and if the democrats lose those voters or a majority of those voters or even a portion of those voters they cannot win uh, so, and I think that's what you saw in Virginia with. Young I was going to say,
0: you get a Glenn Youngkin in any of these races, fairly moderate. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. I, mean, I mean, obviously, even even,
1: even he, I mean, Listen, I would call him a conservative. Yeah, you know, to to use an old George Bush line, a, a compassionate conservative, maybe. Whatever, he's definitely conservative. I wouldn't say he's moderate, but I certainly okay. he's ra- he's a rational conservative. I mean, I, you know, I, I may I just made that up, I think, but. Distance Um, himself from Trump, you know. um, Yeah. So I listen, and and again, you could look at the specific U Penn swimmer or something and say, okay, it's a one off, but but it creates this other like, how is this fair? How, you know? And by the way, where are all the feminists? I told you about a woman I follow, Megan Murphy, who got crushed, got kicked off Twitter, got. crushed by other feminist writers and 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 influencers and so forth because she came out strongly that men who transition to become women should have restrictions whether it's sports prisons shelters bathrooms i mean this is she is a pure feminist but got like she was ostracized by other feminists because she took that position that this hurts other women.
0: Look, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I think we're in a scary place because I think the more this happens, it it does come back on the Democrats and the progressives and it is um yeah, it's it's scary. I mean, because you know, we hope you get a uh, compassionate conservative, but I mean, does it almost go extremely the opposite because people are so fed up. I think that's the scary part.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, listen, we'll see where it all goes. Uh, I mean, but at the same time, all this is going on. Great news this morning came out. U.S. Women's Soccer settled their lawsuit. They're going to they settle for 24 million in, I believe, back pay or equal pay, whatever you want to call it. And then going forward, they're setting standards that. There's going to be some sort of standard that, um, whether it's wins or percent of earnings, that they are equal with the men. Okay. It's Great. hard to get – because it's hard to get specifically equal when the men's – so if the men's team this year makes the World Cup, the World Cup makes so much money, billions and billions and billions of dollars. And the U.S. men's team will get a portion of that, A, for making the Cup, one of 32 teams, and okay. then Certainly, if they get through the group stage, they make a lot more. So it's hard to equate that same amount of money to the women. Uh, but on a percentage basis, win basis, there's going to be incentives. I, I haven't read the whole thing yet, but um, great news, you know, uh, you know, good for them uh, as they should. I mean, they've, you know, for the last 20 years, they've completely outperformed the men in attendance, in wins, in money, in, in everything. Right. And so, you know, you and I, you and I have talked about that. Um, yeah.
0: Many times talked, on this show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Okay. We're, do you want to. Um,
1: So masks real quick, you know, listen, I, it's, it's, it's the end here. We're getting to the end. There's just some hope Montgomery County continues to hold out from a school standpoint. So the mask mandates ended today. In Montgomery County, one of the last counties in Maryland and certainly in the region, probably in the country, to they allowed the mask mandate to expire as of midnight last night. Kids are still wearing masks in schools. Uh, I thought I read something this morning. Not I thought I read. I did read. <laughs> uh, About 72 percent of all students in this country are now mask optional or will be by March 1st. Wow. Okay. well, that's huge. All right. So, you know, you're looking at only a quarter left and most of those are in California, a little bit of Maryland, New York and, you know, D.C. Yeah. Right. I mean, even, you know, liberal states like Delaware and Oregon and New Jersey and, you know, Illinois and, uh, you know, Many other – Maine and New Hampshire and all these other places are either mask optional or within the next week will be mask optional for students. I don't understand the holdout. I don't understand. We haven't heard from the Montgomery County Board of Education. Hogan is like – MIA. M I? Well, I mean he tweeted this morning that the Maryland public education system is going to meet today to discuss – like, come on, Hogan. Say, listen, this needs to get done today. You're the governor. Now, again, let's see what they come out with. Maybe he's working behind the scenes and he knows already what they're going to do March 7th or they'll come out with some date. But if they come out with these arbitrary metrics again and da-da-da, like, enough. enough like-
0: hey, so what did you think uh, – Emily Oster, I, I really like. She's a Brown yep. University professor, economist, really – very like all about the facts and the science. So she wrote an article for The Atlantic, which we've talked about, you know, yep. pretty, pretty, um, uh, you know, liberal publication. She argues that these mask restrictions are not political, but are parent driven and they're parent driven because of fear from the CDC and the pediatric um oh my god board of pediatrics essentially mm-hmm. since the start of this pandemic that those two foundations have really hammered to parents the fears of covid so she's she argues in her article that it's not political it's really from the fear of these parents that they're they're so protective of their children such helicopter parents that they want the masks out of the and of course, she gives the numbers. I mean, it's something like, I mean, kids 5 to 10 or 5 to 15, 1 in 100,000 or something are even brought to the hospital. And then, you know, I think the chances of death or anything like that is like 0.001 or something. What do you think of that argument? Do you think it, it could be more parent fear based from the CDC and pediatrics, board of pediatrics versus
1: political? So I think her overall premise is somewhat correct. What, where I disagreed with her in the article is that it's not political. The CDC is 100% political. And if we think they're not, shame on you. You're naive to think. They drafted language early on about mass in schools that almost verbatim was the same language that the Teachers Union, the National Teachers Union or Federation of American Teachers, I can't remember which, the Randy Weingartner educate, uh, Teachers Union had said, uh, the CDC has has been woefully behind on moving, moving, and again, it's scary when it's it's scary to me when it was always follow the science, follow the science, follow the science, and yet you see governors going to indoor. Banquets with no masks, indoor conventions. They hold meetings.
0: their breath. They hold their yeah. breath.
1: Yeah, and then you see the CDC still wanting to mask two to five year olds when almost the entire world is not even doing that. Has never done. Never recommended it. Okay. Think about this. And as helicopter parents and all that, they could always still master kid. See that's why I don't buy well, her argument completely. Okay. They, they could they can one-way mask always can. Always forever. They want to if if you're a helicopter parent and you're fearful of your put the mask on. It's interesting to me that they never answer the question like you know even when Fox 5 asked the local officials they never answer about one-way mask. So it's interesting to me. I said this last week on the podcast. How come you haven't seen like a two-step process where, okay, if Montgomery County is so worried and whatever, kids starting Monday, optional masking, teachers, you got to go another month with masks. How come you never saw that as a solution? Because they get pushed back from the teachers?
0: Is that your your theory is and always has been that the, the teacher unions are the ones pushing, pushing, pushing? My pushing, theory pushing. is the
1: teacher unions absolutely have have – A lot of sway. Some – made some officials – listen, I think the teacher unions – and keep in mind, let's not applaud some of these schools who all of a sudden are doing it. Yes, thank goodness they're doing it. But you know what? So many states have been mask optional since last September, okay? Okay. And you know what? I don't see articles in The New York Times, Washington Post, The Atlantic, CNN, MSNBC, all the – I don't see kids dying every day. I don't keep – like, come on. So you know what? We have real-life real science. Like we're seeing it be successful. The metrics in those that have mandated versus that have not, you look at the charts, almost identical, right? Omicron treated pretty much, whether you were mandating or not mandating, exactly the same. High rate went up over the holidays, came quickly back down now by early to mid-Feb. And so there was an article, I believe it was, I can't remember, uh, well, publication. But they they compared Texas, Florida, New York, and one other state, and they showed the the graph. Like, it was, like, almost identical. It was like a mountain went up, came down. So I don't don't understand the hesitation, the, the nervousness. It has to be... Either adult constituents, teacher union pressure, fear. Uh, yeah, I,
0: I mean, I think you do have a, a wide variety of parents. Don't you think you have a pretty big group of parents that we see it in Arlington, Virginia? You see it in Fairfax County
1: who want the masks. Go ahead, wear them. See, and then they have no comeback to that. Wear them. Because you know what they know? They know if you tell kids they don't have to wear masks, none of them are going <laughs> to the wear, wear them. Exactly. exactly. I love these parents who say, oh, my kid doesn't want mine wearing masks. Bullshit, absolutely 100% bullshit. I call bull on you, right? Maybe they're telling you that, or okay, because everyone else is, they don't mind it. No one who wants to wear a mask in school? Nobody. And by the way, if a kid does, good for them, be safe.
0: Well, you know, half of them you see walking down the street or here—they still have the cloth masks. Which, for God's sakes, we—how many people have said they don't work? So it's like it's such a joke. I mean,
1: you know, listen, big picture, I think it's—you know—we're we're we're, we're, at, we're so we're certainly heading into an endemic. California came out and said we are in an endemic phase. Yet, still masking kids and people like uh, Well, I LA county saying, they're
0: masking but i mean i think a lot of other places in california aren't they getting ready to lift masks uh, I well hope maybe so. not for I, kids but
1: yeah see that's everywhere else but, yeah like, like LA county came out last week and said we're oh. lifting masks for kids outside
0: why were they even masked outside i
1: it I, I,
0: you know i'm i feel so bad for the parents that have kids in schools here because you know like i said it's it's interesting in california because you hear uh, I don't want to blame the media for everything, but, you know, you hear like, oh, everyone's so liberal out here. What's fascinating is everywhere you go, I you end up having two conversations with people about homelessness and about masks. And I don't know, maybe they come, maybe they think I'm like some sort of conservative. I don't know. They seem to unload on me. And, you know, I don't hear one person here. They want the homelessness gone. They think it's insane. They, they can't believe that there's been a $2 billion budget to do something and that, basically you can set your tent up anywhere you want Mm -hmm. um you hear that and you hear people are very concerned what are our kids going to be like in five years after these two years of masking in school so it's interesting
1: people are number one it's that but what and people like oh you don't have kids pat what what do you care you have no skin in the game it's not the point the point is we have to trust that our officials and those who are elected to be in charge are put in charge to manage future crisis are truly making the best decision regardless of politics. And I think we're at a stage now in this pandemic where you're seeing certain areas, DC, Montgomery County, New York City, New York, California, and there's others who waited way too long. They're not making decisions right now based on what's best for the kids they're not making decisions based on science it's they can't justify the science they don't talk about the science you know what they say oh we're gonna follow the science or we're gonna listen to the science and then they don't give you anything zero think about this in these areas I mentioned kids are the last ones to get back to normal yet they're the least at risk
0: how does that it, make it is sense? bizarre. No, it is bizarre. And
1: it's like when you see concerts and Super Bowls. Look, and, the Super Bowl. And, uh, like, but but like even just.
0: I mean, the I, Super Bowl was a joke of all jokes. I mean, you have everybody unmasked, and uh, people would say, "Oh, well, they're eating, they're drinking." You know, it's like, uh, no, we'll they're see. not. You know, there's a drink. You know, whatever. Ten feet away. It's like, give me a break no anyway. I, you make a good point okay
1: let's well, hopefully it's end. yeah hopefully you know I, I think we're hopefully toward the end and hopefully we don't get another variant we truly en- enter an endemic stage and you know we can get back to uh you know as normal as we're gonna be
0: um all right i want to kind of do some rapid fire questions the olympics ended uh... thank goodness <laughs> what? what thank goodness on the Olympics.
1: Terrible, just terrible.
0: Okay, terrible in what way? Just the whole thing, the the Uh, insane—
1: I mean, as we've talked about, the backdrop, China, everything that's going on with that, the just sterile, political— I felt bad for some of the U.S. athletes. Me today. too. God. The one chance they get to be in the Olympics, it had to be in China during COVID. and It's just... so
0: awful. You train your whole life for that. And, you know, it's kind of sad, too. Like, I feel like Americans, it used to be such a moment of pride. And um, and, and then you have so... all the
1: controversy with the Russian skater. So I wanted and... to
0: ask you about that. What's your, what's your take? And, you know, a lot of debate over the past 10 days about Shikari Richardson being banned from the Summer Olympics for marijuana. And then this the Russian skater. Camilla, I'm not going to say it, Vala,
1: uh, Valeva, Valeva, Valeva. thank you, Valeva,
0: yep. um, basically being allowed to compete. And they say, well, she's underage, she's 15. We don't know how much of it maybe it was, you know, maybe she was forced to take these drugs. She didn't know she was taking them by, you know, Russian authorities. So we can't punish her. What's your take?
1: Just absurdity all over. Shakira Richardson should have never been banned for marijuana. Yeah, she broke a rule. She knew the rule. The rules dumb, and she was un, unfairly punished. Hundred percent. I don't care. This Russian skater's fifteen. Too bad you're in the Olympics. You're I, fifteen. Yeah, I agree. Listen, I'm not saying it was her fault or not her fault, but the fact is, if she has a competitive advantage against other Olympic skaters, you can't skate. Can't skate. Sorry. I like, Yeah. Like. Like. How does that make sense? You can't skate. If you can win the gold medal as a 15-year-old, then you should be banned if you have a competitive advantage through drugs yeah. or through uh, banned substances. She or, should you know, admit- whatever. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And I feel bad for her. I do. Uh, I mean, then you had like, you know, Eileen Gu, who, you know, grew up in San Francisco, you know, model, making all kinds of money. For some reason, decides she's going to ski for China. And then you have like, NBC and others embracing her no no she's not a us like stop yeah sorry yeah didn't was not didn't care she won didn't want her to win no like I know it sounds terrible but and then she's going to come back to United States and go to Stanford right
0: I mean it's the the whole thing is kind of becoming a joke these Olympics you know which is sad I mean I don't know what athletes could do that want to compete at the highest level around the world, but it is, it is like just hypocrisy. And, you know, I think we know the IOC has been corrupt for a long time. It's yeah. I mean, I didn't watch any, I didn't watch any of it.
1: I didn't watch much at all. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, you know, you know, I think the next one is in France, if I'm not mistaken. I thought it was winter. Italy. Oh,
0: oh, yeah, um,
1: okay. Or maybe it's Italy, summer, France, or I don't know, whatever. But may- maybe you know, it'll be better. Listen, I don't think it's gonna get any worse. It was down forty-two. So it, an article came out this morning. I think it
0: could get worse.
1: It was down forty-two percent versus four years ago. Twenty-six percent versus uh, a year ago for the summer. Those are those are horrific numbers. Um and you know still was the most watched program every single night so oh okay okay. you know so listen it's still i think you got to reset your expectations for what it you know like like award shows maybe um i just think though you know there was no real stars Schifrin struggled uh we you know uh we did win the gold uh Nathan Chan won the gold which was great. Oh
0: yeah, for the men's figure skating first men's ever Asian skating. American I think to win. Uh, yeah, the...
1: you know. Sean
0: White never did Sean anything.
1: Finished 4th. I mean, but again, you know, his his Olympic career is over. No one
0: cares unless you get a medal.
1: It, you didn't have the NHL hockey players, so they kind of like the women's uh US hockey team lost to Canada for the gold. So it was just a humdrum COVID backdrop, no fans, no excitement, no real stars. And the stars you had, except for really probably... I mean, I can't remember the woman's name. She was the first black um, female to win a speed skating. Yeah, like yeah. That was, like, like, that was great. I can't remember her name. I don't that. either, but it's <laughs> so I, terrible. I, yeah, I know. I, I apologize. Uh, and then you had... Um, again, sorry. I
0: well, <laughs> well, there was also... And I don't know her name either. I mean, that's, you know... It's just it's now we have so many more options to, you know, again, like we think about I think yeah. you and I mentioned this, like or maybe we did on like it or not, you know, when um, Nancy Kerrigan was skating and there was all that drama in the 90s. I mean, television was all you had. You didn't have yeah. you didn't have cell phones. I mean, listen,
1: though, I think when, you know, I, look, I think it'll come back to probably like half of what it lost. And then when you throw in all the streamings, you know, the you know, they have, you know, you know, it's on Peacock all day and you have all the other channels. You know, collectively I think listen, it's still the Olympics. I mean, listen I think I think NBC spent seventy five billion on the rights. Some crazy number.
0: Oh my god, I bet they're regretting that. And uh I don't think I don't, it's ever I, I just I don't think people care. I really don't. I think with you have things like soccer and NFL and you know uh Sort of Major League Baseball. I just, I I don't, I think you're going to continue to have people, because do young people care? Do 18 to 34-year-old viewers care?
1: But I think with everything in TV now and broadcasting, and we have to do this locally too. You have to reset what is considered successful in terms of the number of viewers. And I'll give you an example. The U.S.-Canada gold medal women's hockey game. Okay? Okay. I think it was at 11 p.m. at night it started. 11 p.m. at night in the U.S., maybe later. 3.4 million viewers, okay? That would rate as the highest-rated or the most-viewed NHL game of all year. So that's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, you're right, now, to your point, yeah.
1: Now, maybe four years ago or eight years ago, or tw- it would have been 5 million. But the fact is, it's still outperformed any NHL men's NHL game this year, including the one outdoors on January first, and it'll probably beat most of the first round playoff games in men's hockey. So, like, I you just we have to reset, you know? Okay. There's so, like you said, there's so many choices. Everyone's getting it on their phones. Do- watch.
0: people watch YouTube now. I mean, I guess just the question is, from like a business point of view, I mean. If you, okay, if your average event gets 3.5 million viewers or 4 million viewers in like four more years, right? Is it worth $75 billion in the
1: rights? Probably not. I do think the prime nights were around 9 million, 10 million total viewers. All right. Well, maybe
0: you can make the money back, but that that's, I don't know. We'll
1: I don't see. know anything don't about know.
0: that, but that that's a fascinating part. Yeah. Um, okay. Lightning round here. Uh, coach at, at Michigan. Um, what did you think of that, of Juan? Um, oh my gosh. Juan? Jawan
1: Howard. Jawan
0: Howard. Thank you. Jawan Howard. Yeah. Fine suspended and, and, for the rest of the season after throwing a punch, getting into an argument. Do you think that was fair?
1: Yeah. Have we seen what the um, – so it was after a game. Uh, the Wisconsin coach, guard, I believe his last name is, he had his bench cleared, so he had his backups in. Jawan and Michigan were still uh, pressing, which is you know full-court press. Uh, he had his subs in. There was only four seconds left, so he called timeout to reset, because you get an extra, you get the clock resets to ten seconds. So then he gives his backups a chance to get the ball up to court. Jawan in Michigan very upset about it. They're doing the handshake line. Jawan was walk, blow buying him. Guard said he said to him, "I'll never forget this." So guard grabbed his arm. They each got at in their faces, pushing, shoving. Teams come fine. Then. It looks like, not it looks like, then Jawan kind of threw a half slap, half punch, half whatever, across a, a mosh pit of, of people and hit the assistant coach from Wisconsin in the face. This is not Juwan's first time. There was another incident. He went crazy on the sidelines. Guard, the Wisconsin coach, is also known for being salty, as they say. Uh, so... Juwan, five games, rest of the season. I think that's fair. I haven't seen guard. I think guard needs to get suspended for at least one
0: okay. game. Okay. Because
1: he did grab Jawan. He didn't have to. He touched his arm. Shouldn't have done that. You know, the guy doesn't want to shake your hand. Doesn't shake your hand. Walk by. What disappointed me the most, and I actually heard this on uh, from um, uh, on, e- on an ESPN commentator, um, Mike Greenberg, said, neither one as an adult in their post press conferences now maybe since then they have but this was like their post press press conference neither one said you know what i apologize i'm the coach i'm the adult this shouldn't have happened i regret everything that's happened like you didn't hear that which is just very disappointing from both coaches right
0: I would think. I mean, yeah, like there's a level of professionalism. I would think at that level. Yeah.
1: Just like, plus, you know, you're you're a mentor of children, not children, but like young, young adults. adults. Young adults, like, step up, apologize, say shouldn't happen. I'll take my punishment, move on. Like, they were still like, you know, um, jarring and everything. <sighs> So, I, this
0: show, I mean, we have, we still have so much to talk about. The queen has COVID. Do you care? I mean, you know, apparently, I think it's something like, you know, I, I don't know, three out of five dog owners try their pet's food because they want to make sure their pet's eating good food. I could see you and Kristen doing
1: this. Yeah, no, I haven't tried that. <laughs> um, although, I, you know. I mean, listen. If, Four in if, ten people admit to taste testing their pet's food. Maybe, I mean, maybe after two or three scotches one night. <laughs> if we didn't have any food in the house and I wanted something to chew on, maybe. I don't know. Do your
0: dogs even eat dog food or you guys do like the whole steamed chicken breast, rice, vegetables?
1: Oh, stop. They dog
0: eat dog food, really? Oh my God, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I can't believe they're not on a special diet.
1: I'm shocked. Yeah, well, it is. It's like some bougie salmon diet. <laughs> there you diet. go. There you but go. No, it's not like we don't get it delivered. Oh wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. I got. I have to jump. You okay. Know, I do have. A, I do have to work for a living. <sighs> you do? Oh, all right. I'm
0: shocked. Uh, Patrick. Um, at uh Fox Five GM. Patrick GM, GM
1: Fox Five DC.
0: How do we not know? That's the craziest part of this podcast. Okay, no. we'll see you next week.
1: All right, bye, sharp.
0: Bye, Patrick.